Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, what's going on? This is Bree, the host of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Thank you so much for pressing play on another episode. I hope all is well. We have survived COVID giving in 2020. We have survived COVID giving 2020, uh, aka Thanksgiving um, 2020 with COVID. And um, so I hope that your your week was um, restful, relaxing. Um, I hope that you felt blessed regardless of, of, of how you chose to spend, you know, that Thursday and Friday. Um, I do hope that you, you're able to make, make it exactly what you wanted. And I know that wasn't easy, whatever that might look like for you, because again, Thanksgiving is already a challenging holiday. A lot of holidays are challenging for, for a variety of reasons, but Thanksgiving is already beyond complicated as it is. So, I, we add on COVID to that and it's just compounded and it's, it, it can be nuts. So I, I do hope that you had a, a great Thanksgiving um, holiday. So with that said, I want to go ahead and jump back into and kind of just finalize um, my thoughts on resiliency. And if you didn't have a chance to listen to the previous episode, I... Um, would suggest that you go ahead and, you know, press pause on this one and then just go back to the previous episode where I was kind of talking about resilience resilience and anger in my experience with that. Today I want to talk about resilience and I just want to give you a few takeaways from, a, from an experience that I had. And I'm sharing this because, you know, a part of, a part of self-care is at least for me, a part of self-care is is not shrinking as much as I, I tend to want to do. So I have to be mindful and intentional about, you know, opening up, sharing. You know, I'm, I'm the person that sometimes I'll post something on Facebook and I'm like, ah, and then I'll just pull it down like a minute later <laughs> because I'm just like, uh I don't know. I, I don't know if I should be posting this and sharing, sharing, you know what I mean? But it's okay. I, I have to remind myself that it is in fact okay to share. It is okay. You know, it is okay to share. So let me tell you something. And this story is, is, um, going to circle back to just being resilient. I'm going to give you a few takeaways that I, 
kind of how I kind of worked worked through this process or worked through this challenge that I had. Okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because this is embarrassing. At least for me, it is embarrassing. So. As I've mentioned before, if you're not a, if you've been listening to the show for a while, or if you um, hang out with me on social media, or if you're in Brown Girl Society, you know that I live in a townhouse, and I've lived in this townhouse. I live in I live in California. I've lived in this townhouse now for probably, gosh, um, I would say maybe eight nine years, if if not longer, maybe like eight nine years. Crazy crazy how fast time goes right um okay so yeah I'm stalling because this is just a hot mess <laughs> this is just a hot mess again this is embarrassing to me I have to put some emphasis on that it may not be for you we're all different okay so this was maybe like a week or two ago and um so my landlord who is white um, he had to come and change out the filter in the, you know, like the filter in like the, I think it's called HVAC or like the AC or the heating, the filter, the, the, you know, how when you run your AC or when you run the heat, I guess the filter does something and sucks up something. I don't really know what the filter does, sucks up the old air or sucks up the dirt or something. I, I don't really know, but it can get really dusty. And so I guess apparently every, uh, three months you have to change the filter out and so because I don't know why I really don't do it I just don't like touching that kind of stuff so he comes and he changes the filter every few months every what like once a quarter or whatever okay fine great so um my house was in order okay my house was in order downstairs I have the living room the kitchen that was fine it was clean Upstairs, I have the bathrooms, my daughter's bedroom, my bedroom, my bathroom was clean. Her bathroom, like the house was clean, except, <laughs> except my bedroom. And I'm the kind of person that sometimes my room, it my bedroom can be really messy. I'm not going to front. Sometimes, especially when I am like super busy, which as of late in this last year, year and a half, it, it I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just be thankful for the day that I can hire an assistant for Brown Girl Self-Care. I'm just going to keep it real. I, I am just looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to the day when I can afford to do a lot of things. But in any, in any case, excuse me, um, so my, my bedroom was a mess. Sometimes I pull stuff out if I'm looking for something or I'll get get this thought in my head oh I'm just gonna organize this this is gonna be quick oh yeah I'm gonna pull all this stuff out sometimes I'll do it because I know that I need to sometimes I'll pull it out because I know that if I do this like risk it all if I do this I know I have to put it away you know so it, it sometimes my room is just very messy for a variety of reasons and then I have to go through and clean everything up reorganize yada 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 right so on this day, because I knew he was just going to pop in, pop out, it probably takes him like five minutes 
or if that, you know, to do his thing, whatever. And it doesn't really affect my day. So I really wasn't even thinking about him. I had decided I was going to, you know, my house was clean. Let me get my bedroom in order. Let me get my bedroom in order. Let me start just tackling, like, I have, like, does anybody else have, like, a just hella junk mail that you have to shred? Like, today, I was actually on a shredding mission, and I spent, like, an hour just shredding junk mail and some different things because it comes with your name on it, and I wish they would stop sending all this doggone junk mail that I didn't ask for. It's really annoying. Um... But anyway, so I wasn't really worried about him. I had my gospel music on. I was in here. Uh, or actually, it was a, a gospel video. It was a, a video on YouTube. And I think it was someone that was just like, it was like an hour of prayer or something like that. <laughs> it was just like this prayer, okay? Because sometimes, you know, when you're cleaning, you want to multitask. For me, that looks like, you know, maybe I'll put on some praise music and I might be dancing around the room or I might listen to an audio book um, and just learn something or, or something that'll make me laugh or I might listen to, um, you know, like I, something Bible related, Jesus related. It just depends. It just really depends. But on this day, I was like, let me get this prayer time in, let me, you know, put this YouTube video on and I'm going to, you know, start working on my room because my room, it looked like a war zone. Okay. It looked like, I don't even know what it looked like, but it was, it was just bad. It was bad. And so I was like, okay, let me just get to work. It was a Saturday morning. I'm like, all right, you know, let me let me get to work. Because there's no better feeling than when your entire house, which is rare for me, okay, for every room to be clean at one time, like every single room, there will be multiple rooms, but every single, unless I have like a maid service come in, it just doesn't happen where all of the spaces are clean. It just doesn't happen like that for me. So I was like, let me get this bedroom in order. All right. So while I'm cleaning and, and praying and listening to this YouTube prayer or whatever it was, my landlord uh, texted me and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Let me, you know, I'm here to change the filter. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So let me just, let me just, I, I left my, um, I was like, you know, I can just close my door and, um, he can come up and do his thing, and then I can come back when he's done and get back to work. Like, I had my whole Saturday planned out, all right? So I left the um, prayer on, and this was like a, a sister praying, okay? I, I don't know what her name is, but if I said it, I know you would know who she is. But she was just going. Like, she was just going. And the volume on the phone was a little loud. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just reliving this in my head. And um, so the filter is in our hallway and exactly where it's placed in the hallway, if you look to your, if you look to the left, my bedroom is like right there. And if you look to your right, my daughter's bedroom is on, you know, on the right hand side. So we're, it's, you can't miss it because it's right next to where the filter is going to be changed. And so I, 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 you know, go out my bedroom, like, okay, I can come back and get back to work. I let him in, and I just hang out downstairs like making coffee because I'm like, you know what, I'm up. Let me make some coffee because I know when he leave, I got to get back to it. Mind you, my room is looking like, 
I don't know what the hell my room was looking like, but it was looking like it. Just imagine your worst. And this that's what it was looking like. I had clothes to watch. I had clothes on the floor. Just everything was going on at one time. Everything was going on at one time. And so he comes upstairs. He I hear him changing the filter. I'm making my coffee. You know, I'm in my I'm in the zone, right? Because I already know I got things to do. I don't have he needs to hurry up so I can get back to it, make my coffee. We're gonna be straight for the next few hours. Bada boom, bada bing. So he changes the filter and he comes back downstairs and then he says, I don't know what he says, something, we, we talk for like a minute and then he leaves, you know, he gets in his truck and he drives away. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I grab my cup of coffee. It's made to perfection. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be sipping coffee. Like, you know, when you stand in front of the microwave and you do like a little dance or in front of your coffee machine and you just start shimmying your shoulders because you're like, everything is perfect. You got it going on. And then I head back upstairs. <sighs> Excuse me. And then I head back upstairs lord fix it jesus i walk in the hall i walk in the hallway look to my right my daughter's door is closed her room was clean but her door is closed and um because she was still asleep you know she don't she's living the life of, of riley she's living like a rock star she don't get up till two o'clock in the afternoon so this was perfect because i'm like i'll have my peace for a few hours because it was only like maybe i don't know 8.30, something like that. So I'm like, okay, straight. I'm straight. Girl, I look to my left, and I see it. My bedroom door is as open and it's just as wide open as I don't even know an, uh, an analogy to even make it make sense. My door is open, okay? I thought I had closed the door. But in my haste to get downstairs, get him in and out so I can come back and do my thing in peace, I had run down the stairs. I left my bedroom door open, okay? I left my bedroom door open. So not only did he get an earful with the, the sister that was praying, which was fine, okay, but... He surely, <laughs> surely looked to his left and saw the, the monstrosity going on in my bedroom, okay? And probably was thinking, what? I don't even know what he was thinking, honestly. I don't. I don't know what he was thinking. But when I came back upstairs, my heart, it just sunk my heart just dropped okay and you might be thinking oh my god that is no big deal I don't care if anybody sees my mess but I do I do care I do care because there's a lot tied to it for me you know there's a lot tied to mess and and trying to just exude like everything's okay and covering stuff up you know what does that make sense so for my door to be open and my mess exposed it was it was a lot it was a trigger for me it was a trigger and that's what I'm talking about when it comes to resilience this was a huge trigger for me 
And so I'm going to walk you through the steps that kind of like my thought process, if you will, and kind of the steps that I took to just go from that trigger to like, okay, I'm all right. Okay. Because you might find yourself in a similar situation, not with a messy bedroom, but it could be anything. Maybe you make a mistake on the job and you're triggered. Maybe you have an argument with a spouse and you're triggered. Maybe a parent says something to you that takes you back, you know, and you're triggered. Maybe you're, you open up your bank account, excuse me, you open up your, um, your online app for your bank, you know, and you see that you have an overdraft or, or, or whatever it's called. Like, yeah, overdraft. You see that you had an overdraft that you had to pay and you're triggered. Okay, so I know that I'm using the example of this crazy, ridiculous bedroom that triggered me or, or the actions that triggered me when he saw that. He saw my mess. He saw my imperfection. I was, it was put on blast, but it could really be anything that triggers. Honestly, it, it really can be anything that triggers. And the thing is, with resiliency, if you're not taught how to be resilient, if it was something that you weren't, it, it, it wasn't something that you were, you, you learned as a kid. It wasn't, um, you weren't guided on how to, you know, handle your emotions or well, what do I do now and work through the process. Like it's not easy to bounce back and I don't care how old you are. It's not always, it's, it's, it's not easy to bounce back once you're triggered with something like that because it just, yeah. So let me just very briefly, cause I don't, I, I don't intend to make this a long episode by the way, but you know how I do get to talking, but let me just kind of walk you through. Okay the process for this case. And will this help you in all situations? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, different triggers, different, different situations, different emotions, different everything. You know what I mean? But I do think that this is, we talk about having tools for your toolkit. I think this will be a handy kind of thing to keep in mind. Okay. For the future. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. 
My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Waze Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code SELFCARE for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code SELFCARE. So again, bedroom's a mess. Someone sees your mess, right? And you're triggered. So the first thing that I did is... I had this, this burst of, I had this, well, I'm trying to talk and I'm stuttering. I, I felt this immense shame. I felt this immense sense of shame and judgment. Um, my inner critic, she just went into overdrive. And, and, and it's funny how that happens because it's like the smallest thing or not the smallest thing, but it, it can just, your inner critic can just pop out like, like that, like at the, at the drop of a hat, like at the snap of, of your fingers, it just out of nowhere, here she comes, you know, it's like, she's just lurking in the background, just waiting to make her appearance. You know what I mean? So my inner critic and some people say you should name your inner critic. I've heard people say that before. I don't have, to my knowledge, a name for my inner critic. Um, it's just me. It's just me as far as I comprehend it initially. But, you know, it's it's really not you. It, it might be your voice, but it's not always necessarily you. Those thoughts that your inner critic is saying, these are things that you're that were driven, you know, driven into you as a kid or young adult. Um, in those very impressionable years and those are the kind of things that bubble up so my inner critic she was just going buck wild child she was just going buck wild like the guilt the shame the embarrassment the the just everything I felt everything and I felt nothing I was like numb but I still felt every range of emotion bad you know badly like I just felt it and so, yeah, that inner critic, she just popped up and was just saying all kind of crazy stuff, all kind of crazy stuff. So that was my first initial reaction. The inner critic popped up. She was talking mess. She was coming at me sideways. And, and I just, I just felt overwhelmingly just like I was mortified. I was mortified. I was embarrassed. And I just felt like so like I was the lowest of the low, okay? After that, the next thing that happened is that I just had this, those emotions just kind of went into overdrive. And I think for some of us, 
like my my go to sometimes when well depending on the situation sometimes I don't do this it just depends on you know kind of what's triggered but sometimes my go to is I just cry I cry and that may sound silly but for me the those emotions they triggered tears they triggered my I was sad I I was I was scared I was embarrassed so I started to cry I just had this this really overwhelming sense of just emotions. And I think for some of us, we do one of two things. We either hold it in, we hold it in, or we do the opposite and we just have this outburst, uh, this emotional outburst. Um, it could be crying, it could be... Um, I'm trying to think it could be yelling at someone it could be lashing out it could be breaking furniture it could be punching a wall like we have this this outburst if you will so I think we kind of for those of us that didn't really have resilience training um, the way that we probably should have as a kid I think we do one or two, one of two extremes and sometimes we probably do both or we're capable of doing both. Maybe sometimes you just shrink and go within and you seethe. Or you um, you lash out. You, 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 just, you just get super angry and, and you just lash out, right? So I had this outbreak or this outburst of emotions and they manifested themselves through tears. So I was crying. So I cried for maybe, I don't know, maybe like, Maybe like 10 minutes I cried and I kind of wallowed and I, 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 I just, you know, did the whole self-pity thing and just this whole woe is me thing, right? And I was really thinking some negative things about myself. I was really thinking some negative things about myself because, again, I'm embarrassed. My ego is just embarrassed at this point. So the third thing that I did after the tears, I asked myself, like I, I decided to let, this is where my self-awareness, I feel like I'm really strong in, in this area um, and it's due part, partly because of um, self-care, but it's like my self-awareness kicks in. And so I start to ask myself, like, what story am I telling myself right now? What story am I telling myself right now? I think a lot of what we go through, it has to do with like stories. It has to do with like stories. We're, we're making this, this monster story out of a, a simple inter interaction. Who's to say that he didn't come upstairs to change the filter he changed it he noticed the room and was like man i understand because i'm trying to get my stuff in order too like who's to say that wasn't what he thought it probably isn't <laughs> what he thought because um based on his character i i can't imagine but um we just tell ourselves these really horrible stories so i wanted to ask myself like like what what am I telling myself right now? What what is it, right? And also on top of that, after I figured out like what the story was, 
you know, and again, and again, a lot of it is like, it's early adulthood or, or childhood based. But I have to ask myself, okay, this is the story I'm, I'm telling myself. How true is it? How true is it? And also, like, what is the lesson or, or habit that I can take from it? Yes, this, this is something that I ask myself. And I, but you have to be in a place where you can kind of rationally start to think through this. Like breaking down and kicking down that story that your inner critic is telling you. And really figuring out, okay, what is the truth about this situation? What is the truth about this situation? And, you know, are there any takeaways from this? Is there, is there something that I should be mindful of? Is, is there a lesson here or, or something I can take out of this situation, right? So after I allow my self-awareness to kick in, which kind of helps me to calm down once I start breaking down what really is the truth and what really is me just creating this, this monster, okay, out of the situation, after I've had some time to do that, I then kind of go into, you know, I call it then so what or so what's next mode, right? After I've told myself this story and I start to break it down and, and realize really what is going on here, my next question is then so what or so what's next? Because sometimes all you can do is say, so what? So what? Someone saw your mess while you were authentically being you or doing your thing or so what? You made a mistake. So what? You know, you miscalculated your funds and now you have an overdraft. Okay, so what? It's like that perfectionism in us, like that ego-driven perfectionism. <sighs> It really can do uh, damage. It really can just take us out of the game. You know what I mean? So you have to ask yourself, so what? Like, in other words, who cares? We only have so many Fs to give. I was talking about this in my in um, Brown Girl Society, but we only have so many Fs to give. E-F-F-S. You know what that stands for. I'm not cussing. But we only have so many to give. So everything doesn't warrant... NF, you know, everything doesn't warrant you caring about it at such a level to where it's just this major issue. We got to learn how to let some stuff go. We got to learn how to be okay with not being viewed as perfect. Because we're not. We're not superwoman. And we're not perfect. And we cannot do all of the things all the time or all the things at one time like you know sometimes something's got to give and in my case perhaps it was just that I was trying to do other things which I was and so I had to put my room on hold for a while and then get my life together but it's like so what so what and even if he did judge me again so what? And the same you can say for anyone else that might judge you for a mistake that you've made or anything like that because they're not perfect either. They have their own mess. They have their own mess. So again, I ask you, 
So what? And with that, you can even take it a step further. And like I said, you can say, so what's next? Because sometimes, depending on what the situation is, sometimes you got to do damage control. Sometimes you do have to do damage control. So it's not always that you can just throw your hands up and be like, so what? Oh, well. Because sometimes you do have to kind of do some damage control. And so you've got to take some steps to, I guess, rectify or correct a situation that, for example, if, you, if you're if you at work and you made a mistake, okay, and you've gone through this inner critic thing, you, you had your emotions, either you just tried to keep them in, or you maybe you had an outburst, maybe you cried, you know, and then you kind of brought, were allowed to, or not allowed, but you were able to start to, you know, breathe a little easier. So now you can start thinking through this and being a little more self-aware and it kicks in and you're like, okay, what, what's really happening here? What, what's the, what's at the root of this story? I'm telling myself, what's the real problem? Um, and is there a lesson here or is there something I should just be more mindful of? Then you can say, okay, so what's next? So if you made a mistake on the job, let's say you, um, let's say you accidentally charged a customer $15 for an item, but in actuality, that item was um, but you miskeyed or something. You put one five instead of seven five. Of course, the customer paid because she's like, today's my lucky day and I'm going to scamper out of here before she realizes that she done effed up. (laughs) And then our lady, you realize it. Or maybe your boss comes to you with the receipts and they're like, um, um, Sharita, uh, I noticed that you are you 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 scanned this wrong, and it was supposed to be seventy five dollars. So you have to ask yourself, okay, so what's next? If if you can't make it a so what situation, you have to make it right in some capacity. You have to be able to say, so what's next to yourself? What's next? And think it through. You know, maybe it's you going to your boss and apologizing, and saying, you know, next time I will make sure that I dot 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 before I sell this item whatever it was you know so you're acknowledging you know a mistake was made and in the full in the future I'm going to make sure that I'm more mindful of it that's a that's a way that you can kind of do a so what's next I think it will help you to feel better you know because you're not beating yourself up over it you have like a course of action that you can now be more intentional about what you're doing in that situation and you're able to breathe a little easier and you're able to move on. You don't you don't you no longer have to beat yourself up over the head about it. You know, because you've addressed it. You've re- you you've tried to rectify it, you've apologized or made whatever adjustments or changes you felt were valid and necessary, and now it's done. You cannot go back and change it. I cannot call him on the phone and be like, you know what? Can you come and rechange that filter? And this time, look at my room. It's clean. Like, you, you can't do that. Like, you cannot go back in time. You do not have a time machine, girl. And just the stress of it all, you know? The stress of it all. It, it It's not worth holding on to. It's really not. So after you've done that inner critic thing and you've, 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 had your emotions and you've identified what those emotions are and you kind of got to the root of 
you know, hey, what's really going on? And then you've asked yourself, okay, so what's next? So what? What's next? And you've done those things and, you, and you've made a plan or you've tried to make it right. The only other thing you can do after that is allow yourself to remove it mentally. You, you, you have to be able to move on. You have to be able to move on. You have to be able to let it go. And not allow that thing to now stain, I guess, if you will, your, stain you. Like, you know, like in other words, like you have this red scarlet letter on your chest now because you did X, Y, Z. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. That is not self-care. That is the opposite of self-care. Um, if God can forgive you for whatever mistakes you've made, you for sure can forgive yourself. Okay? You can for sure forgive yourself. And we're not holding on to stuff like that. It's not healthy and it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve you. All right? So um, I think that actually would help, you know, in some situations um, just to help you be a little more resilient. I think that as adults, some of us have to kind of reparent ourselves and relearn how to move in different spaces and things like that. So um, this is just one way to increase your resiliency, help you to bounce back, help you to move forward, help you to let go of things, um, and stop attaching so much weight to the mistakes that we make. So much weight that you, you, you just can't function. It's like it's, it's hindering you from moving forward um, and, and, and just going on to the next thing and, and, and living your best life. And that's, again, the opposite of self-care. We don't want that. We want to just be able to embrace our freedom, embrace who we are, embrace being authentic. That comes with making mistakes. An authentic person makes mistakes. A fake person does not, right? So if you do not want that Instagram cookie cutter lifestyle, we got to embrace the mistake. We got to embrace that we are not perfect and that we are going to make mistakes, okay? All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Um, one thing I do want to say is that Brown Girl Society is now officially back open. For those of you that emailed and said you wanted to join, uh, Brown Girl Society is now definitely open. So go ahead um, and head to browngirlselfcare.com. Click the link in my profile and you can go ahead and sign up and, and join us in our little community. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for um, listening, like I mentioned uh, before. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope you have a blessed week. I cannot believe we all are, excuse me, already rolling into December. I hope you took your Christmas tree out or you're thinking about it and um, getting ready to decorate it and everything. That's so much fun. I cannot wait to do that myself. So um, probably by the next episode, I'll be telling you about the Christmas tree and how I pulled it out of the closet because, yes, it is fake. <laughs> and, um, and decorated it to um, invite just some Christmas cheer into our home. So that's it for today's episode. I will see you next Monday with another episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Have a blessed week.